Support comes from the Janice Hawkins Cultural Arts Park on the main campus of Troy University. Featuring the International Arts Center, the Fred Nall Hollis Museum, and the Hua Baozhu Gallery. More information at troy.edu slash artspark. From Troy Public Radio, this is the Storyline book series from In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. Environmental forces are affecting the quest to document the existence of the ivory-billed woodpecker. Historian and author Dale Cox shares his own journey deep in the swamps to verify that the bird is indeed not extinct. Dale Cox, thank you so much for joining us again as author of some 19 books, and one of my favorites is Two Egg Florida. Welcome back, and thanks for joining us by Skype. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm happy to be here. One of the chapters concerns the ivory-billed woodpecker. Can you get us up to date on this chapter and what has happened subsequently? At the time the book was written, which was well over a decade ago, it had to do with the fact that many people in northwest Florida, particularly in the Chipola and Holmes Creek and the Choctahatchee River Basin, fervently believed that the ivory-billed woodpecker the largest native woodpecker species in North America, still existed in that region. Since that time, Dr. Jeff Hill from Auburn University and his team, you know, did research in that area, and they found what I believe to be very convincing evidence that there are still ivory bills in particularly the Choctahatchee Basin. That was sort of a vindication for local people down in that area of Northwest Florida and South Alabama who have long held that the ivory bill is not extinct. Many of us who live in that area have heard those double knocks that the ivory bill make for many, many years. I guess from the time of my childhood, 60 years ago, we have heard them. We've always said that they're there, but because we're not ornithologists, people tend to write us off. But there have been a lot of new developments about the ivory build just within the last year, and especially since, you know, Dr. Hill's research has taken place. How were these birds documented by the Native Americans who live there? The Native Americans in northwest Florida, in Alabama, these birds were very sacred to them. And in this area, you had, you know, the Muscogee, you had the Lower Creeks, you had the Uchi. And the, the ivory bill held great significance to them. In fact, in, in many of their ceremonial designs, the ivory bill appears in them. The ivory bill, particularly among the Uchi, who were active and are still active in Walton County, Florida, in Jackson County, Florida, in Washington County, Florida. And this is in the area where, you know, Dr. Hill did his research along the Choctahatchee. The ivory bill knocking, when it's knocking on wood, it, it knocks twice. The Uchi adapted this into their ceremonial dance, their ceremonial songs. So too did the Muscogee or the Creek people in our whole region, in Alabama and Georgia and in Northwest Florida. 
And, of course, the Seminole people of Florida are offshoot from the Muscogee Creek people. So are the porch band of Creek Indians. The ivory bill have great significance in these modern tribes or nations, but also in prehistoric times. Archaeologists have found evidence of ivory bill remains at archaeological sites. These enormous birds among the Yuchi were thought to be bringers of peace. You also say that they are the largest woodpecker north of Mexico, mm-hmm. the third largest woodpecker in the world, and you have an illustration opposite this chapter by John James Audubon. So describe what they look like. The one thing that a lot of people see and they think they're seeing an ivory bill is the pileated woodpecker. The pileated is a very large woodpecker as well. But the best way to describe the difference is if you see a large woodpecker, the pileated has the white markings underneath it. If you look up and you see this woodpecker and you see white markings on the bottom of the wings underneath the woodpecker, you're seeing a pileated woodpecker. The ivory build had the white markings on the top, on the top of the wings, on the back of the the bird. It's an enormous bird. You're thinking about a bird with a wingspan of two feet or wider. That's a big bird. The knocking sound it makes, very distinctive, double knock, and it lived in these old dead pine trees of these old longleaf pine forests that were largely cut out and cleared away in the late 1800s and early 1900s. So where they're believed or where people think it's possible that they still exist today are in areas like the Panhandle of Florida, Louisiana, Texas, Arkansas, where there are still some areas of these old-growth pine forests. You have been doing your own investigations. What have you done and what have you found? I'm very familiar with the Choctahatchee, the Chipola River Basin, Holmes Creek, which is a tributary of the Choctahatchee. And I've spent really my whole life looking for this bird and heard the knocks many, many times. But in recent years, technology, you know, has improved dramatically in terms of cameras and recorders. And so last year, with some friends, we began an effort just to try to get video of the ivory bill. We've been very slowly and very quietly moving up and down these rivers. Now, one thing that happened in 2018 that had a dramatic impact on the habitat in this region where Dr. Hill and Auburn University did their work is that Hurricane Michael struck these pine forests. The Chipola River Basin was just devastated. Any old growth areas were just leveled. There was also heavy damage in the Choctahatchee Basin in the Holmes Creek Basin. Another thing that has happened is that Panama City built a new, you know, Northwest Florida Beaches Airport, which is flying an increasing amount of air traffic directly over these forests. These planes are flying at a low altitude as they take off right over these areas where Auburn recorded many of their recordings of the ivory bill. So we wondered if because of the changes in the habitat and because of all of this increased air traffic, whether it might be possible to get a sighting of these birds due to changes in their habitat and the increased air traffic, which might be disturbing them, causing them to fly around. So we began moving up and down the river, the Choctahatchee River and Holmes Creek, which is one of its primary tributaries. We believe the answer regarding the airplanes is yes. 
we were stunned that as we were moving through an area of old growth pine, as an aircraft was taking off and beginning to move into its higher altitudes, a large passenger plane, all of a sudden, this enormous woodpecker took off from an area of sort of dead pines and swooped out over the river. What were the markings on this bird? The, the white was on top of the bird. We absolutely believe that we saw, you know, an ivory bill. It happened so fast as we were leaving the boat landing, we got video of it. Video is not the best in the world. And it is evidence, but it is not the pristine evidence that we hope to capture. So we continue to look. But we believe that because of the habitat changes caused by the hurricane and the increasing number of flights coming out of Northwest Florida Beach's airport, that the birds are being forced to change locations and are more active than they were previously, and that it is going to be possible to sometime in the near future get one on camera. Well, this has been quite an episode of our book series centered around Two Egg Florida, your book, Dale Cox. Thank you for joining us today again. You are very welcome, and I would encourage anyone who does go look for them, you know, be very respectful and look for them from long range like we're doing. How can people get your books? Uh, you can get them at uh, Landmark Park in Dothan and Pioneer Museum in Troy as well. That was historian and author Dale Cox sharing his own quest to document the existence of the ivory-billed woodpecker. His classic Two-Egg Florida book can also be found online. Thanks for joining us today for the Storyline book series from In Focus, which is a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, and this is listener-supported Troy Public Radio.